Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 67, You Get What You Repeat. Oh. Hi. I know I didn't even tell you. Wasn't that a good wasn't that a good like title? Well, it says habits at the top. And so then you said that and I'm like, whoa. That <laughs> I found one. that I found that quote. It's a quote or a, just a phrase the other day when I was looking for an Instagram caption and I thought, wow, that is powerful because it is so you are what you read, you get what you repeat, like makes so much sense. It does. Okay, we have a review. So this is from Kentucky Poultry Farmer Wife. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. A five-star review. I am only seven episodes in and I have never felt so heard and part of a community as I have with this podcast. Knowing someone else feels the way I do, good and bad, about this farming lifestyle just gives a little hug when times are tough. Well, thank you. But also, after like episode three to 15 we get way better so i hope you get into the newer stuff i mean i just thought we kind of stunk at episode one but i guess i see your true feelings now i mean they're good but we've just only gotten better <laughs> i agree we i agree we've grown we should do a new intro one because that one was plain stinky <laughs> It just really was not good. Replace, can we switch out? But we know life is so different. We know so much more. It wouldn't even be authentic if we try to redo our intro. We wouldn't even be the same people. No, we wouldn't. We've grown so much. Oh, and you guys have grown with us. We've even grown a few new humans too. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to have a guest speaker today, but before we bring Emily Rushell on to the podcast here in a few minutes, Whitney and I wanted to visit where we are in our lives with habits. It's very fitting. I thought of this because I just really am working intentionally on building some better habits and breaking some bad ones. And so I thought maybe what you and I could talk about two or three good habits that we really like things that we can consistently hold on to and do, and maybe two or three habits that we really could dump off the face of the earth and it would do us a lot of good. (laughs) Truly. So it's so funny. You wanted to do a podcast on this because I mowed, um, yesterday, two days ago. And one of the podcasts I listened to was living fully with uh, Mallory Irvin. And it was all about habits and it was called unhealthy attachments And so she talked about how she actually wrote a book. And so she read a couple inserts from her book and she talked about how some of her unhealthy attachments were like fake eyelashes and her hair extensions, her phone, like very materialistic things that she thought made her her. But but when she took those things off or like took her hair out, she said that she felt very defeated and like unconfident But after a while, it just took her getting used to like this new habit or the new attachment of not having those things anymore. And I'm like, how true is that? I mean, I have my own hair, but like I'm attached to my phone. I will admit that. Oh, me too. I don't think it's a secret. No. It's not a healthy habit. Yeah, I have unhealthy habits, but I'm also working on making some new ones like taking my vitamins every day, 
making sure I move my body. Okay, so let's give me three good habits. I'll give you a second to think about it while I talk here for a second, but three good habits and three bad habits that you want to dump. Okay. Okay. So I just, yeah, you think while I talk for a second. Okay, good. Go. (laughs) Okay. So I just got done reading Atomic Habits. I, okay, listening, let me rephrase, listening to, because I don't actually enjoy reading nonfiction self-help books, but listening is like Whitney mowing is kind of my time to decompress and either do a podcast or a book. And so Atomic Habits by James Clear, that's one I would recommend for habit building. And it talks a lot about attaching habits to things that you might already be doing. And so for me, that made so much sense. For example, let me find one. So after supper, because I'm going to eat supper, right? I will do whatever, take my vitamins or drink a cup of water, whatever that habit may be. It's attaching it to something that you already do and it makes it less daunting. So I really like that. And then I also really enjoyed uh, an excerpt out of the book that talked about building habits that, oh, what did it say? It is a good listen. I've listened. Have you listened to it? It's so good. Like just the the formality and the idea. First you talk, you think about your bad habits and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. And then you, he just has really objective, clear, simple ways to change tiny habits that end up making a really big impact. So I can't think of that second paragraph or that second part that I wanted to talk about, of course, but I loved that book. I'm also reading Hyper Focus. I'm only a couple of chapters in. We're doing it with Emily's Mastermind, which how appropriate that she's going to be on um, the show for us today. But focus, intentionality, organization, like those are all habits that I need to work on. And I'll tell you my three and three here in a minute. But both books that I would recommend. And then, of course, that podcast I need to now add to my listens. And also, James Clear has a um, every Thursday subscription email that he sends out. It's called James Clear One Two Three. Are you a part of that? No, it's I'm re- not. It's really good. Like I just got mine this morning, and so, oh, I'm sorry. It's called James Clear Three Two One Small Habits with Big Plans. So his three ideas today were: um, it's only work if you would rather be doing something else. Find a way to carve a career out of what you already want to do. Um, his yeah. other one was build, build small habits, make big plans, keep your daily actions small, strive to get 1% better every day, keep your daily mindset big, think about how you can play a bigger game. Start small, but never dream small. Yeah, I love that. I loved that like the little tiny, it was talking about if you made 50% improvement, how far you would come by doing 1% a day, but how easy it would be to like drop and slack, slack back off more quickly. And how easy it is to fall backwards too. And so just the whole entire process. So definitely recommend to read. I'm going to add myself to that email list. Have you thought of your three? Should we do three good first? Or should we start with three bad and end on the good? You were going first. I'm waiting to hear yours. No, no, no. I see. I said I was going to talk and then you were going to go first. Oh, okay. I can. Um, I can easily think of three bad and three good. I definitely need to give up grabbing for my phone first thing in the morning. And I also need to equally give up giving my phone or like breaking from my phone right after supper. So my my two new habits I want to do is not reach for my phone in the morning. Um, actually, like I'm doing you do 82. Today was my first day. So one of mine is wake up, oh, before, the kids. Wake up before the kids, which is kind of hard during the summer because I don't have an alarm set anymore. 
but I am starting to set my alarm again. I want to be up before the kids have my me time, whether that's sitting on the porch having coffee or journaling or doing whatever. I just need like to be up before the children because if I'm not, I'm grumpy. It's amazing what that will do for you, no matter what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. It's so worth it. So that's kind of one and one. So I'm giving up my phone first thing in the morning and at night. And I want to wake up before my kids. So then another one of, I read that or yeah, I read that book and it was attachments. So it was like, after breakfast every day, I will take my vitamins. So it's also keeping me accountable to eat breakfast, which I don't like to do. But working with Amanda, I realized I need to eat more. So breakfast and vitamins is another one on my You Do 82. And then I also put on here, because I feel like I've been falling behind or like getting in my own busy, um, text a friend every day. Cool. And so like being like intentional that. with my phone and my relationship with my friends is a big deal that I want to get in the habit of. I like that. Okay. So what are bad habits that you want to break or those, is that what that is? Well, that's my morning and, and end of the evening phone use. So it's like your good habit. Yeah. Your good habit is not doing it. And your bad habit is you're breaking the habit of right. doing right. that. And my other bad habit is like sleeping in. Which doesn't. I don't serve think that's a bad well, habit. I love it. Just, it's not a bad habit because I, there's so much value to getting a good night's rest and sleep. I don't get but enough it's just of not it. Serving me to wake up to wake up like at the same time as my kids. It's a weight, right? Do you mm-hmm. want to get like? Is the value of that alone time more than the sleep for right. thirty minutes or an hour? And, I, and I'm getting plenty of sleep. Your girl goes to bed at like nine. <laughs> I wish I could. I'm still in this cycle of fear. I think I'm still so fresh off row and not sleeping that it's kids are bed and then I do work. House yeah. of Color keeps me busy too doing stuff like that. So I feel like that's a very conscious time of doing work. I wish I could think of another bad habit off the top of my head, but I can't really. So maybe if you say some, I'll think of some. Right. Okay. What are your uh, habits? I'm trying to think of what my you do U82, my thing is in my bedroom. I just checked it off. So I'm also doing that. I started it back you know, I don't know, six months, eight, 10 months ago. And I got halfway through, not even halfway, let's be very honest, like 15 days in and I just stopped doing it. Again, there's a habit. So I really want to just complete the habit tracker. That's that's not one of them, but that's something I'm going to be really intentional. Even if I mess up, I still want to hold myself accountable. Um, One of mine is like yours, Whitney. I am giving up my phone for an hour in the morning. So right after I wake up, the only thing that I'm accessing my phone for right now is my workouts because I do also value that time and working out. And it's the only time I can actually just like do it without any interruption. So mine is a specific time, an hour this morning, it was an hour and a half and it was glorious. And I spent time with the kids. I just found once I set a boundary and I'm only a weekend when I set a boundary, it felt easier. Like when I gave myself rules, it felt easier to follow them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's one of them. Um, I want to read my devotional every night before bed. I want to make my bed. So I put make bed in AM. Like I specifically said in the morning because I just, again, wanted to set a time with that. I probably should have put after I wake up or something more intentional because I think yesterday I made my bed at 11, but it was still in the morning. Still counting. I also think that people like get too, um, they overthink this where it like always has to be physical movement. Like, you know, yep. I remember like 75 hard and like 
crazy and but it's little things and Emily has a good um, graphic that I'm actually sending out in my newsletter tomorrow that it shows like financials physical mental emotional and it gives examples for everything and it is just as small as making your bed in the morning yep or taking your vitamins Right. My whole, the rest of my room is a total train wreck, but my bed is made and that feels better. Right. It's just a start. I'm just starting. I'm making a stepping stone. One thing that's been really hard for me is my housekeeping and I have yet to still get a house cleaner. Still working on that. Not super actively, but I told myself I'm going to do one load of laundry and one dishwasher full of dishes every single day. Will that make my life better? Yes. I actually think it will. Um, I think that clutter is one of my stress triggers and we live in clutter. Like if Whitney mm-hmm. can see my like laundry room, which is my least kept room, but it's a train wreck. It triggers me as well. It makes me grumpy. And I haven't figured out the balance of getting, keeping my crap together literally and figuratively in my house because I do love when the house is clean. It's just, where is that line of payoff? that it triggers me to build a habit to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that's at. So I'm starting with one load Maybe of laundry. Maybe one of your habits needs dishes. to be that you let go of the expectations that your house is going to be clean 24-7. No, and I don't have that expectation. I just would like okay. it to be picked up. And I don't feel often that I have the bandwidth to continually clean. If I did have the bandwidth to clean, which I think there is time there because we can make time for what we truly want, I would prefer to be building my business and connecting with friends and uh, FaceTiming or working out. Like there are some things that still rate higher, even though I do think that that's a stress trigger. And so, you know, what's the balance there? Makes sense. I don't know yet, but we're starting with one load of laundry and one load of dishes. But also it's like you're making the effort. So maybe that Mm -hmm. will come with your dishes and your laundry. Maybe. And I put on 30 minutes of movement every day, but I think that I have that one kind of under control. So I really should technically probably, I'm going to leave it, but I should make another one because that's not something that I have trouble with traditionally. It's already a habit for you. It is. Like it's a very high priority on my list of to-dos every day is to work out. So probably should have been a little more specific or right. I don't know what that is, but okay. Right. Or if, do you think we should just see what Emily has to tell us and sure. enlighten us about our habits that we've created? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell I you just, my six because I didn't say all six. Mine's take my vitamins every day, which can be a struggle. Like I am not uh, good at taking pills. So I keep either. them out on my shelf so that I see them. I'm visualizing like having to take them. So take I wonder, my vitamins. Okay, time off. I wonder if you make a pill, if you have like it every Sunday, make a pill, like old person pill container. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 50 or like uh-huh, I have one. I have one too. I should just use it. Maybe that would be, I mean, it would be all ready for you. Just dump, take. Right. You're so right. Okay. That may be a new habit of mine. Um, Text a friend, 20 minutes of movement, wake before the kids, phone away at 7 PM every night and journal what I'm thankful for each morning. Mm, I like that. I'm still working on the journaling. I want to do that. Maybe we should have somebody on the podcast that will teach me how to journal. Yeah. I don't really get journaling. Like if it's like a diary, like, I mean, I've heard like Kaya say and uh, Ashley Machado say, dump it, like dump your stuff. And I'm like, God, what if somebody finds my notebook? (laughs) 
But even then, I don't even know what to say. I know. So mine, so like, I journaled this morning and I just put the date and I put bullets and put healthy kids, inner circle of friends, good sleep, our home, 4-H, sister-in-law, positive work environment. Yeah, I know and things I get like easier when you do them. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, well, let's no. just see what M has to say. Okay. Okay, we are here with Emily Rushel, not Ruschel, Rushel. <laughs> she is raising Rushel on Instagram. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Whitney. Hello. <laughs> we happen to know you very well, Whitney and I, and so this casual conversation will be very fun for our listeners. I think a lot of our listeners also know who you are, but why don't you tell our listeners and Whitney and I a little bit more about yourself, where you came from, Absolutely. where you're at, how you got where you're going. Absolutely. I am so, so thrilled to be here. So as Kylie said, my name is Emily. I am also a Midwest farm wife. I live here in West Central Illinois. I grew up in what I thought was a small town in Southern Illinois, which is laughable compared to where I live now. Um, I was 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis, but also nestled in, again, what I thought was a small town. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. And I met myself a farmer and married a farmer. Farms don't move, so people do, which brought me here to kind of the middle of nowhere. Um, we grow corn, soybeans, a whole lot of cover crops, a whole bunch of random other things that I can't even tell you half the time. Um, occasional chickens and a few farm kids. Professionally, I am an elementary school teacher. I taught fourth grade for five years before moving on to our local YMCA um, as a program director where I oversaw all of our summer camp, after school, special events, all of those types of things. Now I identify as an entrepreneur, although that was definitely not something I envisioned for my life. I feel like you talk to some entrepreneurs and they're like, I always knew I was slinging lemonade and the in the fourth grade, like that was not my vision for my life. I thought I would be a teacher forever. Um, but as faith would as fate would have it, I stepped into what I'm doing now full time back in August. That's awesome. And you're yeah. still teaching in some sort of way, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's what's so cool is some people say like, oh, gosh, what you're doing right now is so different than what you were doing before. What's that like? And I'm like, you know what? Actually, every single thing that I've done every step of the way has brought me to where I am now. In the classroom, I was creating community. I was helping my students get from where they are to where they're going. And truthfully, that's not very different than what I'm doing right now. Just a different clientele or a different audience, mm -hmm. rather. It's it's adults. It's adult women more so than anything else. Yeah, we... Um... Again, we've met and have a very similar background. And I loved when you said farms don't move, people do, because God, <laughs> that's not the truest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, absolutely. So you're an entrepreneur. I read a statistic once or a book. You guys know, like, I feel like I quote books all the time that I don't know where they came from. And it said that a lot of entrepreneurs are actually raised by entrepreneurs. And I'm unique in the fact that I was not raised by an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. My parents had nine have or had and have nine to five jobs, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom. And my dad worked as a um, basically in the scale house at our local 
rock quarry. Yeah. Whitney, did so you? So entrepreneurs. Did yeah, you have entrepreneurs? So my, uh, my mom worked for a lawyer all of growing up. She was a paralegal. And then, yes, my dad and her owned a car business. Yeah. Yeah. They like just sold it when Bart and I got married. There's a comfort level that I think entrepreneur entrepreneurial kids, that's not kids of entrepreneurs <laughs> have that other people don't. And so it is a big stepping stone to actually take the risk mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get the reward, which is so great in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but also very scary. And so it's interesting yeah. when you're not grazed in that environment to mm-hmm. willingly trust that. And I think we do that as farmers' wives just in general, we take a lot of faith in the Lord, in our um, situations, but also in our husband and um, their family or however that looks like for your operation. Oh, absolutely. And really like every step that I've made along the way has been, some people would call it their knowing, their intuition, their faith in something. You know, I wasn't looking to leave the classroom when I did. I happened to be scrolling Facebook in my parents' kitchen and saw an advertisement for a local Y and was like, like my whole body tingled. I'm like, I don't know why I need to do this, but I applied, interviewed and got the job. Um, And it turns out like that's where I learned so much of what I'm doing now. I, because I was at a small rural branch, was put in situations that I would have never experienced in the classroom. I was learning the ins and outs of HR and accounting and fundraising. And at one point I was the marketing department. So that's really where I started dabbling in what it looked like to serve an audience on social media and be able to provide things for our local community and get the word out about projects that we had going on um, for our members and for our community at large. And it was in my time at the Y that I embarked on a health and personal growth journey that I didn't even necessarily expect. Um, But essentially, I was six months postpartum with my daughter. My son is five and Alita is three. And I just remember waking up one day and being like, I am not the person that I thought that I was going to be. Like, I am frustrated. I have no energy. I am running on empty all of the time. Mind you, I had just gotten done with a summer at camp where I was pumping basically eight times a day on top of like nursing around the clock. And I was just physically, emotionally, mentally depleted. And I'm like, this has got to look different. There's got to be something more here. And I think a lot of um, people, but especially women can identify with the spiral that I feel like a lot of us got trapped in, perhaps in our teens of 20s of exercising or trying a diet or whatever that may be from this place of, I need to look a certain way. Um, I need to like shame myself into doing better. And have it. I found personal development at the same time I decided I wanted to start focusing on my health. And I really approached it for the first time ever from a place of love and growth and grace and working on my mindset and just truly pouring into what's going to make me the healthiest, strongest version of myself. What's going to allow me to show up for my kids? Like what is going to love myself better? And the ironic part is when I approached health and mindset and everything from that place of love that all these results that I couldn't have even dreamed of in my 20s, like followed right along with it. It's like when I replaced that, oh, I need to be doing this. Kylie, I know you talk about talk about the shoulds all the time. But when I t- replaced the shoulds with how do I just love myself better? Um, that's when really the the pieces started to fall into place. And so I went from 
quite possibly the opposite of athleticism to working out every day, um, the opposite of a runner to running a half marathon. And in that, like learning that habits was what was really going to be the building blocks for the life that I said that I wanted to live. So I think hearing you talk about that, when we're, I don't exactly know when it happens in our lives, but for me, I felt like I created an unhealthy habit around working out or my body image or, you know, all these things. And I actually think it probably came after I had a kid. Before that, I think mm-hmm. I was pretty – and I, I mean, before that, I was still playing college basketball. So – and for me, mm-hmm. being an athlete, all my life, I had somebody, like, pushing me, coaching me. Hey, you can do better. I know you can run faster. I know you can, you know, lift heavier, do this. So then after becoming a mom and moving to the middle of nowhere, it's like, okay, now I'm going to have to motivate myself, and this is hard. So then I created that unhealthy mm-hmm. habit, like, ew, I have to go do this, like you're just saying. Like, mm-hmm. I never said I need mm-hmm. to. And I don't feel like I created mm-hmm. a healthy habit around that until my 30s when I'm more worried about my health now rather than having a six pack or less chub on my butt or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like it's pretty Absolutely. young. We we create unhealthy habits around movement, especially mm-hmm. in our bodies. I think a lot of that yeah. has to do with body image mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like what we're supposed to think about ourselves or what we should look like. Um, the comparison okay, game. So- it all comes down to that. The worst comparison is the thief of joy. We all know that. Yeah. There needs to okay, be a better quote for, for that because I'm tired of hearing that one. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> I'm just going to keep can, saying I'm going to at one. the beginning of every podcast now. Sorry. Comparison <laughs> is an unhealthy habit as well. For sure. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Ain't that the truth though? Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I had kind of, I had walked through this um, health and personal growth journey of my own. And then I got to about June of 2020 and had started becoming more active on consuming social media in a way that was really fueling my spirit, like following um, people in personal growth or that were, um, you know, living similar lives that, that I was like following farm wives. I probably followed both of you back in like 2020, as I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to. (laughs) But I just kept thinking, gosh, there's got to be other like women who live in the middle of nowhere who get excited about talking about fueling our bodies well, or personal growth books, or, you know, different ways to parent, things like that. And so that's when I started sharing online as Raising Rushel. And the mentality behind that came from, um, first of all, I'm out here, we're raising crops, Mm -hmm. we're raising animals, we had chickens at the time, I'm raising my babies. But at the same time, like a play on words, I'm over here raising myself, like, I'm going through this huge, expansive growth personally. Um, And then it's just so important to me to be raising other leaders, other women, like raising our communities. So that was kind of the umbrella that held all of these seemingly random things together for me. Just this notion of what does it look like to truly reach for the best version of ourselves while thriving in the middle of nowhere. I'm glad you explained that. I always wondered what your name meant. (laughs) I know. I I just, in my mind, it makes sense to everyone. I don't think that I articulate it all the time. Yeah, I don't think I knew either. Good. I kind of thought it was just about your kids. So here we are. Look, we learned something new. <laughs> See, and that goes back to the conversation of, am I changing my Instagram handle? Or yes. Okay. Handle? That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about you do U82. Whitney and I have both 
given our deepest, darkest secrets and our bad habits, probably our, those are our PG habits. We probably have worse habits we didn't write down. Um, that's for our journal, right? With <laughs> Yes. But also I just thought of another bad habit while we were talking. Okay. I went down, I went downstairs. My kids are at 4-H camp. Okay. I went downstairs. The basement looks like a tornado ran through and then maybe like four bombs went off. And the bug guy is here spraying, okay? And I'm downstairs and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It looks like this down here. I was kind of embarrassed. And I was then pissed at my kids. I'm like, what in the heck has been happening in here? Well, it's it's I think it's high expectations after my children that I really need to let go of that are unhealthy because the past two days I've been really busy. I've mowed, they've had a babysitter, I've been doing a bunch of stuff in the office, and I just send them downstairs. So really, in reality, it's my own fault that I left a three, seven, and eight-year-old free in the basement for two solid days. So I need to let go of the unhealthy habit that they're teenagers that should be doing these things, and they're still little kids. Yeah. Yes. I also think you should not say sorry, even though I would also have said sorry, but it's your home. And the Mm -hmm. only thing you should be sorry for is if they would trip over that those toys because it's just the reality of your situation. And so I wonder the expectations of your kids. I'm the exact same way. Um, but was it, is it more like we shouldn't, and I know you're the best at this. You should say, thank you for being patient and walking around these toys. Like you're really good at that. So to even hear that come from you is like, Oh, okay. That's a healthy habit. We talked about that at Bible study last night, that saying sorry is so easy to puke out of your mouth rather than just saying thanks for understanding or, you know, I really, I, I try hard because of you. I think we talked about this on another podcast or I don't know, maybe just you and I had a conversation with, and I work really hard, especially in text messages to not say sorry. It's hard when you verbalize it, but do it sometimes, right? That's human nature Mm -hmm. to go back to the easy way of saying that. Cause sometimes saying thanks for understanding makes you look, I don't know. I feel kind of weak sometimes saying that, but then I feel even weaker saying sorry. So yeah, unhealthy habit of mine is continuing to say thanks for understanding. That's a healthy habit. It is. Getting rid of a bad one for a good one. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I like to do it on my emails. I think that's one of my most intentional spots as well. Like, thanks for being patient as I return this. Yeah, I I like that a lot. So no more saying sorry to the bug man. I bet he's seen worse. (laughs) I bet he has too. <laughs> so true. So true. Okay. So Emily, let's bring it back in. Yeah, you do let, you, Hades. Yeah, you do you, Hades. Thank you. Go. You just go. <laughs> okay. So you do you, 82 was born in January of 2021. After, um, at the end of 2020, I walked what I thought was going to be a few friends and family through an end of year 90 day habit challenge. I had done it the previous year. It was a big part of my journey. And I just thought, you know what? I want someone else to experience this. Well, that snowballed and grew to several hundred people over the course of three months, which blew my mind. And even at that time, I thought, this is the start of something. I just don't quite yet know what that looks like. So we got to January and realized a lot of people had gained a lot from the community, had wanted to continue pouring into their healthy habits, but we weren't quite sure what that looked like. Um, We didn't want to just copy and paste what we had been doing before, but other challenges that existed that we looked at didn't quite make sense for everyone's lifestyle. So we really needed something that everyone could take based on their personal needs, but would still allow us to be in community and push each other other towards growth 
um, and drive us all forward to where we wanted to be. So you do you was something I had been saying in my group X classes, like I would show a move and be like, okay, here's how it is. Here's a modification, or you can do this, like whatever you do you, it's your workout. Um, so that was kind of at top of mind already. And then 82 just so happened to be halfway between the numbers of two challenges we had been talking about. So it was kind of like a light bulb God moment. Like that's it. You do you 82. So the premise behind this challenge is that participants can choose six habits to intentionally build or break for 82 days. As I know, Kylie and Whitney have already shared their habits. Um, but the thing that makes this unique is it can be related to anything. So I've seen some women really intentionally focus on their mental health or their physical health or their relationships or keeping an area of their house clean or their business. Like it truly is customizable for the person participating to be able to take a look at like what would really get me to where I say I want to be. Now, really the only boundaries or I guess you could say rules of this challenge is it needs to be something that's challenging that puts you a little bit outside your comfort zone, but at the same time is very realistic. Because so often we hear about things like this and we're like, yes, I'm going to do the thing. We jump right in. And then it's way more than actually makes sense for what our capacity looks like in a day. So we get three days in or even two weeks in and we're like, I'm so in over my head. This is impossible. I cannot do it. There's another piece of evidence as to why I suck at life. So we tear it up, we throw it in the trash, we move on. So it needs to be something that's actually attainable. And I, I hear so many women say like, oh gosh, my habits are so simple. How embarrassing. And I'm like, rock star. Like we are just trying to get a little tiny bit, 1% better. I know James Clear talks about it in Atomic Habits, 1% better every day. Because it's when we stack those small consistent wins that we add to that bank of confidence that allows us to go on and continue to add and grow and do bigger things. The other thing is it needs to be something that's specific and actionable. So for example, like I might say, oh, I want to eat healthier. But what does that even mean? Like at the end of the day, how do you quantify, did I eat healthier or did I not eat healthier? It needs to be something so specific, like I'm going to eat a vegetable with dinner every night, or I am going to have a glass of water first thing in the morning before my coffee or whatever it might look like. It needs to be something that at the end of the day, you can say, yes, I did it or no, I did not. Otherwise, like the, the boundaries are endless. Um, people can take it so many different directions. One part of this challenge that I had said from the beginning, but I didn't realize how impactful it was going to be, was going to be this mindset of progress over perfection. Because somewhere along the line, Many of us were, were spoon-fed this ideal that in order to do anything at all, we needed to be good at it. We needed to monetize it. We needed to um, you know, make the varsity team. We needed to get the gold star. We needed the A+. Plus. Otherwise, it wasn't really worth our time, effort, and energy. But when it comes to building habits for real life, it is so much less important to do them perfectly than it is to do them consistently over time. There are going to be days that life just throws chaos our way. I think, especially as farm wives, we know that more than anything. We can have a beautiful plan for the day and it can all just go to hell in a handbasket in a second. And it's easy after days like that to once again have evidence of, well, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. I guess it's not worth trying. And what I challenge our community to do is, okay, cool. You had a day that didn't go the way you wanted to. Awesome. You um, had three days that didn't go the way you wanted to. Great. 
stand back up and try again. Because it's not about the individual boxes that get filled every day. It's looking at an entire tracker. It's 82 days as a whole. Like, where did you grow? Where did you decide to intentionally focus on the thing that you might not have otherwise? It's stacking those small wins that adds up to that big process or big progress at the end of um, that 82-day period. Yeah. James Clear, you said, you know, after three days, start back up. One of my very favorite quotes from his book was, never fail twice. Or maybe Mm -hmm. that may be not exactly what he said, but it was saying, okay, I made a mistake. I didn't make my goal today, but I'm not going to just let it go tomorrow. And I think that's one of our biggest issues, especially surrounding nutrition and working out Mm -hmm. is that we say, I'll start on Monday and then Monday comes Mm -hmm. and goes. And then Tuesday is like, well, I'll start next Monday. So I get a whole nother week of nothing of falling very quickly back into what you didn't want to to do. And I love that idea of, okay, so I didn't do it today. Don't kick myself down. Don't, don't Mm -hmm. hurt myself with harsh words or feelings or emotions. Just do better tomorrow. Like you get another chance every day until we don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's every minute of every day is the chance to try again, because also we have a plan for what our morning looks like. And then someone brings donuts to work and we eat a donut and we're like, well, I had a donut. Today's a wash. So then we like, you know, go and eat 14 sleeves of Oreos and decide not to work out and all the things and set us back 200% more than if we just been like, okay, cool. I had a donut and now I'm going to go walk on my lunch break and we're having like chicken and grilled vegetables for dinner, like whatever. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with you, Kylie. Every day is a chance to try again. And every minute of every day is a chance to recommit to the things you say you want to do. So if we haven't convinced you to do You Do 82 yet. (laughs) Everyone should do it. It's great. No, it's a totally free challenge. Absolutely anyone can start anytime. And it's been very cool to watch this challenge and community evolve over the last 18 months. So I'm constantly looking for ways to make it better. We have different types of trackers available. Um, We have a community Facebook group that I would just love to welcome um, your listeners into. It's just the most positive, supportive, like we're going to cheerlead you every step of the way, but also like when things get hard, we're here to hold you up when you fall. So open invitation. Like you are all welcome here. Okay. So you talking about progress over perfection. I was looking up quotes for this episode and this came up first, which don't worry, I'll find another one for the end. But it says the problem is not slipping up. The problem is thinking that if you can't do something perfectly, then you shouldn't do it at Mm -hmm. all, it at all, or just quit. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how true is that? Like what Kylie was just saying about Monday. Yeah. So, so true. We do. Yeah. And that's the, go ahead. Go ahead. Just gonna say, um, that's the piece that, like, in my mind, I had already kind of worked through that a lot. But when I talk to women and get their feedback about what their experience was like with UDU82, they were like, Cool, I thought I was, you know, coming in for a health challenge. That's great. What I didn't expect that it would completely change my mindset in the way that I approached everything in life, like this idea of progress over perfection, like, let go of that need that we need to have the gold star. And just take messy action and do it. I love that. Me too. Okay. So where can followers find you? Where can they find this challenge? How can they sign up? Absolutely. So I'm the most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle 
at the moment is Raising Russell. You can also find me on Facebook under the same handle. Um, my website will be coming this summer and that will certainly streamline the whole process of getting people hooked into the challenge. But right now, if you head to my Instagram bio, um, head to the links, there is way to get on an, uh, an email list that will send the tracker directly your way. You can join the Facebook group. Honestly, searching the hashtag UDU82 will put you in community with so many people who are also stepping into this challenge. So perfect. Yep. Your, your time is now. Okay. Before you do your quote, I found this five things to give up. You guys ready? Go. Yeah. The suspense, the need for control, fearing change, gossiping, living in the shame of your past, and negative self talk. Amen, sister. <laughs> Mic drop. Preach. Good. Do you want to do okay, another quote do you, or is that you want my quote? I mean, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. Emily is a very quick shameless plug about Emily's mastermind. Whitney and I have these like big grand ideas and we're being fed f- lots of good, delicious informational knowledge and food from Emily and our mastermind group. So another shameless plug for Emily's masterminds. I do not have any idea when you're opening up your next, <laughs> you just started around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I currently have six groups up and going and basically our masterminds as Kylie and Whitney are both a part of, um, is bringing together cohorts of growth-focused rural women with who are dreamers, doers, entrepreneurs, content creators, um, who are really looking for that community to bring ideas to, to um, gain some clarity, be ready to take them into action, have that high-level accountability, and have really deep, rich, meaningful conversations about what it means to grow both personally and professionally. So like I said, right now I have six groups in motion. I'm not sure when I'm going to open the next, but every now and again, um, spots pop up. And I am working on planning our first in-person gathering, which will be absolutely incredible. Yay. Okay, perfect. You can find Emily where she mentioned earlier. We are so happy to have had you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you you for listening. Later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at Kylie Epperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.